0: Welcome to the Banker podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID 19 pandemic. In this series, the Banker's editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these very tough times. I'm Brian Kaplan, editor of The Banker, and with me is Simon Lewis, Senior Managing Director and EMEA Vice Chairman for FDI Consulting. So, Simon, welcome. This whole pandemic, I mean, it kind of came out of left field. I mean, we always say that crisis is something you don't expect, but this really is the the unexpected. Uh, I mean, how do you think the banking industry has responded to it so far?
1: These are dramatic and uncertain times. And I was working at number 10 in the midst of the last financial crisis. And this is unlike that in so many different ways. It's more pernicious, it's more wide ranging. Uh, The end is not in sight yet, Uh, so this is a very different crisis, and I guess I'd say three things. I think, first of all, the banks are doing what they have always done, which is to both serve and now particularly to protect their customers, because that's what banks need to do, and there are plenty of examples of banks uh, going out of their way to change the terms on which they are lending, to give mortgage holidays, the kind of things that people need during a crisis. The second is that banks are conserving capital, uh, partly enforced. We've seen the dividend freeze here in the UK, but generally the message has gone out from the regulators, conserve capital, and that's absolutely the right thing, and obviously make that capital work in relation to customers. And then thirdly, testing the kind of resilience and the risk management of the organisations, to ensure that it's ro- there as robust as possible as we go Through this crisis, with as I said, the end not being in sight. In fact, probably a a long way from being in sight. Okay. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned resilience there because
0: uh, at FDI, I know you have a resilience barometer. In what sort of shape do you think the banks were in?
1: coming into this? Well, banks are very good at getting prepared operationally for challenges. And one can think of all sorts of challenges operationally. I think the one that most recently is Brexit. I mean, I think it was generally considered that the banking industry was as ready for Brexit as any of the big industries. So I think being prepared operationally is in the DNA of banks. I think the fact that banks are able to draw on vast reserves of data also helps that resilience. So clearly there's a kind of element of the DNA of banks being resilient. When we did our last resilience barometer at the end of last year, and we launched it uh, beginning of this year, we looked at the kind of challenges the kind of resilience challenges that different sectors including banking would face and i'm afraid we didn't include the coronavirus but we included lots of other challenges and what was very interesting about the survey is that most business leaders including banking leaders could foresee the high likelihood of some sort of crisis during the coming period they just didn't see this particular eventuality so i think the banks have been prepared as they can be but this is obviously not just been about the virus It's been about the economic impact, it's been about the financial impact, and it's been about the reputational impact. And I think that last point is potentially one of the biggest challenges the bank industry will face as we do eventually come out of the crisis. So it's interesting. Yes, banks are generally operationally resilient, but this is testing the resilience to its limits. And do you think there's an opportunity,
0: I mean, you kind of hinted at it before, you know, for them to improve there? reputations they, they obviously came through the financial crisis in very bad reputational condition but i mean they could uh enhance their reputations couldn't they by dealing with customers in, in in a proper way
1: reputations are never won or lost overnight and it's been a long haul since the financial crisis and much of the regulation that was introduced post the financial crisis made an awful lot of sense frankly and the banks digested it and dealt with it. So i think we've been on a big journey from a regulatory point of view this is quite different i think this is when the public and the public opinion and political opinion will hone in on those industries where there isn't perceived to be the right response, then you're right. I think the banks should be doing even more to explain how they're helping customers during this period. I think banks should think very carefully about how they can fund the economy as and when we come out of this crisis. And I think banks should also look at big decisions, such as dividend payments and remuneration, and ask themselves whether there's another way of doing it during this period. But I, the conversations I have with banking clients and the people I know in the banking sector, I think there's an acknowledgement that the banking industry must do more and wants to do more. The question is how you do it in the eye of a storm. Okay, now
0: another issue that you mentioned in the uh, resilience report uh, is about personal resilience. Um, And I think that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because when you're steering an institution or we can see with, with governments, when you're steering a whole economy, you're under enormous pressure. And you've had obviously a background in politics as well. I mean, how do people build up personal re- resilience?
1: Well, the stat that we had in our survey showed that just under 40% of senior leaders reported mental health issues as a result of dealing with a crisis. And I think this is the big change, actually, that I think business leaders are now prepared to be quite open about this. I think a generation ago there was a view that mental health was an issue that was compartmentalised and not talked about. So the really good news, I think, is that business leaders, we know there are high profile examples, are open about it. I think the second point is that you can be physically fit, you can be mentally fit, you can be ready for your crisis, but you never know. (laughs) how you're going to react until the crisis is upon you. So I think there's always a an element of business leaders knowing they'll only be tested, a bit like political leaders, in the, in the eye of a storm. So it's about literally being physically fit, literally being mentally fit, but also knowing that in a crisis you have thought about all the possible eventualities and you have a team around you that you know and trust. So I think it's very healthy to have this conversation about the effects of a crisis. But I think it's also fair to say that business leaders, just like political leaders, never really know how they're gonna handle it until it's actually in front of them. And that's what business leaders in the banking sector and elsewhere are handling now. We hope it's over soon and it
0: will be over at some point. And the things that banks are doing, obviously operating differently and having more staff at working at home, all the things we are doing. I mean, do you think that, you know, it won't go back to where it was there will be a change in the way that uh, institutions, including banks,
1: operate in the future? Yeah, I'm sure that we are going to see a series of more permanent changes. I mean, if you think just about the branch network and the way in which people have had to basically find a way of um being financially literate and financially involved at home that's quite a that's quite a change for particularly older generations i think that whole relationship between individuals and financial services and banks and how that's provided digitally is going to not go away i think secondly and this is a general point i do think that across the economy businesses large and small will think about how people can operate more virtually and more from home i think the idea of everyone who works having to commute to an office and then come back at the end of the day I just wonder whether that might be effectively the old way of doing things so I think we can see some positives I think we can look ahead and see that new ways of working giving people a better lifestyle a better balance between work and life these are the positive things but I think in the meantime the challenge is the anxiety that people are facing having to kind of live through this at a time when they haven't actually been properly prepared for it. Simon, thank you very much for
0: sharing your ideas and we hope to see you uh, in the flesh sometime in the future. Thank,
1: thank you, you, Brian. And stay safe and well. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corian.